welcome to The Suicide Monk Podcast, a platform dedicated to fostering open and honest conversations about the deeply sensitive and complex topic of suicide. Before we delve into the narratives and discussions presented here, it's important to emphasize that we are not medical professionals, therapists, or counselors. We do not possess the qualifications to offer clinical advice or treatment. Instead, the Suicide Monk podcast serves as a safe space for individuals to share their personal stories and experiences, all while preserving their anonymity. We encourage our guests to tell their stories anonymously, recognizing that privacy and anonymity can be crucial for those who wish to share their experiences without fear of judgment or exposure. Our mission is to create a supportive community, raise awareness, and promote understanding, all while emphasizing that seeking professional help is crucial when dealing with mental health issues and suicidal thoughts. If you or someone you know is in crisis, please reach out to a mental health professional or contact the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255 for immediate assistance. Together, the Suicide Monk podcast aims to break the stigma surrounding mental health and let those who are struggling know they are not alone. So I guess we'll start in with some some intro stuff and that's uh, what, uh, give me a little backstory, a little backstory on who you are and what, what you've kind of gone through and um, and we'll get into the deeper parts of that, but just kind of a rundown of maybe you're growing up. Um, oh, um, well, it was unique to say the least, I guess. It's the best word I can use for it. Um, I was homeschooled. I had came from a big family. Um, we went through a lot of stuff just as a family with um, a kid in the family who's chronically ill and um, multiple other siblings with severe mental illnesses as well. Um, I grew up in hospitals a lot with my sister. Um, I went through... Just because of her illness? Huh? Just because of her illness? Yeah. Yeah. Um, never for myself. I wasn't sick like that. Um, I went through sexual abuse as a kid for years. Um, I don't know. Chaotic? Uh, sexual. Just, just sexual? Yeah. No physical other than the obvious. And, right. Um, yeah. Mostly, I think. And then what'd you say after that? I forgot. I didn't, I missed it. I don't remember. Okay. Yeah. Well, we could rewind. I'm not that, good but. at that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. trauma will do that. Yeah. <laughs> it messes with the mind. You you tend to be able sure. to forget easier than you do yeah. remember. So. Right. And I've never done anything like this. So. Yeah, me either. So this will be good. Um, I guess the whole point of this is um, maybe prevention. Uh, at least that's that's the way I'm heading. For other people. Yeah. Yeah. Well, how do you prevent? something like that well i don't know that you know that i've been struggling with this um this idea that you know people want to bring awareness to something that we're already aware of i mean it's not like we're not aware of the problem that yeah. especially in this country um there's a lot of deficit in, in people's minds just because of how, how we're being brought up and raised and um it, we're being lied to constantly by the government, by by the church, by yeah, by the people that are supposed to be leading us and and guiding us through this horrific world, and and everybody's lying. Yeah. So, so is your question why it happens? Well, I'm just. I think I'm curious. Um, what some of the better methods are to approach it? Um, is it is it just being aware? Is it having your own month? for suicide awareness month right september fucking deal (laughs) i mean you know great i've been suicidal since i was 12 and i'm that month has never it's never on my radar it's never been on my radar until somebody posts it on facebook giving it a month doesn't actually do anything well it doesn't do shit no of course not (laughs) so but maybe uh just where even just in an awareness because it's like uh, you know and you would mentioned this to me and I even struggle with it. Is there's there's no you know we don't have the money for counseling, and there's yeah. no, from at least in this area, there's no one that's going to just do it. There's no one that's going to just talk to us about this stuff because no. everybody wants to commit us, um, put us away, give us three days in a nice drugged 
drugged up state of mind and then they get to talk to us and talk us off the ledge and it's like well that's that's kind of bullshit right i mean what they're doing is making people into zombies basically in that cycle right and so how do you it's more prevention i guess than um awareness so it's you know how do we how do we as a society or or, uh, people that, that struggle with this how do we bring how do we give back to those that are in need that have mental issues that that can't seem to um, afford it or or have have the guts to go and and try and do something about it because that's that's the other hard part is you have to admit all this stuff to somebody and then you've got to you're admitting something that nobody wants to talk about and nobody wants to um, walk alongside or embrace or nurture um, because most people don't think that way. Most yeah. people don't, you know, as some people, I've heard people be like, well, I think about suicide. Oh, do you? Well, that's nice. Well, that's just, that's terrible, huh? That that you've struggled with it for a couple months because some, somebody started a rumor about you. Big fucking deal. Right. You know, take some abuse. Yeah. Take some real abuse. You know, toughen up. Yeah. But I know that's kind of harsh, but. No, I mean. It's, it's like. I get tired of people who say they understand it when all they've done is think about it. They they don't actually understand, like uh, like you, like me. We've I've definitely gone through the process of, you know, what's the end to look like, and the whole um, the whole process of that in many different scenarios. You know, right. fire, drowning, hanging. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you Pretty can't like. <laughs> It's hard walking around every single day with the person that wants to kill you. Right. And you can't get away from them. Right. I was, re- I was a really good. I like that. It is hard walking around with the person that wants to kill you. Yeah. <laughs> and you can't get rid of them because you can't get rid of yourself unless you do that. Right. Right. Yeah. Huh. That's an, that's an interesting statement. I like <laughs> Yeah. Well, it's true, isn't it? It's very, very true. Um, and so. it's, it's easy to you know blame it on like chemical imbalance because you know you have mental illnesses severe mental illnesses it's a chemical imbalance so it's easy to just say oh well it's that's why that's why i'm like this you know that's and i have not researched this part of it but i heard something recently that and i don't remember where um that there and this is probably true in, in this regard they're too quick to diagnose chemical imbalance but is there what yeah. I what I had heard, and I, I you know I'd have to verify this and obviously do some research. But is that that statement is not true, um, and I I don't know that I've got a chemical imbalance. I've got a trauma imbalance. Like, and I was talking to a friend of mine today about this. It's like if you do, if you can experience trauma as a person, as a kid. Um, you can experience death, even sexual abuse, physical abuse, spiritual abuse, verbal abuse. You can experience all that stuff, even back to back in the same home and everything that you do. Mm-hmm. The difference is, is that like for me, for instance, you know, I went through all those abuses and nobody ever came alongside me and said, hey, you don't have to live this way. This is not true about you. This is not who you are. You you are smart. You are capable. You are functional. Just because this happened doesn't mean this doesn't define who you are. Nobody walked alongside me when I was a kid and uh, tried to course correct my path. It was always the, you are a piece of shit. You are worthless. You are dumb. We don't know what to do with you. You right. know Where are we going to put you? Um, you know, I, I have a buddy who who went through quite a bit of trauma in his childhood. His dad was really abusive and beat the shit out of him a lot. And it... it the difference for him, we we walked a very similar path, not in the, not necessarily in a an abusive situation, but, um, well, in the in the abusive situation, but not in the same manner. But anyway, in when he was just a young boy, you know, after after experiencing that abuse with his father, his mom married somebody, and his his stepdad was a really good guy, and came alongside him and encouraged him and showed him that he could succeed could be better than what he is and that's exactly what he did Mm -hmm. you know he believed the positive voice that was louder than 
the negative voice. And he still believes it today. Yeah. And that's the difference. Um, And I don't know if you've had that. Um, uh, I don't know at what point uh, somebody would need that to course correct. Um, because I've tried to course correct and it's, I've failed miserably every time. Yeah. Well, I didn't have, you know, somebody on my side telling me that or somebody that like came in and did that or talked to me or tried to help, you know, ever. Right. So I don't, I can't really speak on that from experience at all, but I do think that there, there are people you know, not everybody who's abused ends up suicidal and not everybody who's mentally ill is suicidal. Right. And I think there actually can be like a chemical imbalance where you're, especially when you have stuff happen at a really young age when you're still developing and then you don't get any help. It's, well, yeah. Is, is that the uh, trauma response though? Or is that a chemical imbalance? Is that, and that's what it I'm, can be both. Well, that's what I'm curious about. Cause, I think it can be both because, you know, I saw people in my family where it was like a chemical imbalance and that was a, played a big part in their mental, mental illness and how why they couldn't get help because it was chronic, right. which means it, it doesn't go away. Yeah. And even without severe abuse or anything like that, even with help, it doesn't get better well even with medication yeah i I mean i've done medication for you know several this last stint was about two and a half years i think um but even even in my 20s i was doing i was doing i I was taking medication to to calm the depression and all it does is numb me it doesn't take away the suicidal thought yeah because they haven't figured out a way to help with that right they just don't all they know how to do is to numb you to numb you yeah. completely and sedate and, you and yeah and if you stay numb you're more you're not likely to to do something so right and it it yeah but where's the quality of life on that there isn't there isn't unless it's a I short mean, term making you feel numb isn't gonna make you want to get better right yeah and it's a, it should be treated as a as a short term um Solution. Solution to yeah. a long-term problem. It's you, how, So how do you address the long-term problem? Well, you'd say yeah. counseling or uh, yeah, psychological. You can learn tools to help with it, even well, if it will yeah. never go away. But. And that's the thing. I, my counselor told me that, you know, it takes takes about two years um, for somebody to change course um, through intense counseling. Yeah. And... And I would agree with that. Um, and then the third years, she said something about um, it's it just gets exponentially better. But the problem is, is if there's, and this is what I struggle with, and this is part of my problem right now, is that I've been doing this since I was twelve. I've been going to counseling since I was ten. Mm-hmm. I'm fucking tired. I'm yeah. tired of fighting so hard for a life that is only diminishing and. Yeah, I don't. I don't know how how else to to negate that other than doing this right here. Yeah, and, it is and maybe this exhausting. won't do it. Maybe talking about it won't do it because I'm exhausted talking about it. Yeah, but uh, generally, mainly because people just don't understand. Yeah, they, um, you know, your closest of friends don't. They don't know how to support you in something that they can't feel or right. see, or they've never gone through or yeah. felt or. Yeah. And even on a minimal basis, people can say, well, I'm suicidal. And that's what I was kind of trying to touch on earlier mm-hmm. was that they really don't understand the detriment of suicide and what it does. And it, they don't understand not getting out of bed. They don't understand um, having sex and then curling up like a ball because you feel dirty or um, or or you're in a crowd and you're 100% alone. Mm-hmm. Um you have like I've got some of the best friends I could ever ever ask for, and I feel alone in yeah. everything I do. Yeah, yeah, like not being able to take care of yourself yeah. at all, even yeah. the basics, which yeah. seem so mediocre to everybody else, yeah. but it feels like just well, it's a it's a constant chore, debilitating, yeah, just to live, you know. Well, and it's constant failure. Yeah, it's, it's consistent failure. Like for me, I, I do it every day. Like. 
the things I've done a hundred times I can't do sometimes. Yeah. Consistently. And I don't know, I don't have a good example for that right now, other than I'll drop my keys and pick them up 15 times because I, but for some reason I just can't grasp them. Yeah. And it's like, it's so laborious. Mm-hmm. And that seems so small, but it's what sends me into frustration. Yeah. Um, it sends me into a rage. And then that rage is like, well, look who you are. Yeah. Look at what you become. Right. And you don't want to turn around and project that rage onto other people. So you just turn it inward. Yeah. Because, you know, you don't want to hurt the people you love, but you're also exhausted of constantly hurting yourself. Yes. From yep. turning it inside out. But where else is it supposed to go? If you want people to support you and love you, you can't constantly be blowing up at them and freaking out because then eventually they get just as exhausted and can't deal with it anymore. Right. And, it, and that may be where I'm at with with my kids. It was nothing ever, at least that I know of, was taken out on them, like in anger. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you see somebody... It's like walking into a room and you can feel somebody's uh, detriment, their emotional detriment, and they're down or they're not there. Um, it gets hard to be around that because it's you're trying to be uplifted and somebody's constantly bringing it down. So how do you? Yep. How do you? As well, we we both probably deal with this a lot. We get very taxing. We're very taxing for people. Yeah. Um, because of our emotional instability per se um and i'm not clumping you into that that's that's yeah. i think that's for me too i'm you're not wrong uh, just, so you know. yeah i mean i'm not trying to put anything put you down or anything like that it's no i mean i, I get the same thing so yeah well because it is and i understand that it's taxing for other people because i've felt that with other people you know most of the people that i grew up with and then I got into high school and middle school. Everybody that was around me was suicidal. All of them. Yeah. So I I understand how taxing it is on the outside when that other person is feeling that way. But I also understand the other half on how taxing it is to be that person. Yeah, and it's how, very taxing. You know, it just makes it worse. It makes you feel so much worse because you know how they feel, you know? it. You know, I don't know. Well, and here's a here's what I've discovered about myself. Even recently, I'm just like, I'm pretty joyful, I'm pretty happy. Um, but I've got a low grade. Uh, we'll call it low grade depression. Constant. Mm-hmm. It's a consistent yeah. low grade depression. Um, it's almost like a, a mud pit. It's just sitting there waiting for you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. To jump in and sink. Yeah. <laughs> It's like I'm just constantly just tapping at your door. Yeah. It's always behind you. It's always right behind you. Sometimes it's lighter. Sometimes it's heavier, but it's always there. Yeah. So let me pull up some. uh, Let me see if I can get some questions here. Yeah. The nice thing is this is um, recorded so we can edit all we want. Yeah. The key or the goal is to not edit at all. But yeah. (laughs) Well, I'm not. You know, I'm good at this. I probably stutter a lot and have a lot of filler words in there, but that's okay. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> it's, you know, that's the first first one, so. Yeah. Um, so is there anything that specifically triggers you or gets you, um, that sends you down a path of self-deprecation and suicide and um, down that thought process, I should say? Yeah. Um. Honestly, I don't know. I I think multiple things can trigger me into getting worse, even though it, nev- it never goes away. But um, I would say being alone, which I don't like saying because I'm a very naturally independent person. Well, yeah, but there's a difference between being alone and I also get intentionally being alone. Right. Yeah. Um, I have really bad abandonment issues. So um, if somebody leaves, even for a good reason, even when I know it's right, I it I split from them. And I just, I have the instinct to just completely turn them into an enemy in my own head. 
Why, why do you think that is? Obviously, pain's... I don't know. Probably... It's easier. The root of that. But how is that easier? How is it easier to cut somebody out that possibly loves you? So I don't have to feel the pain of them leaving because I know they're going to do it anyway. There's no good reason and it's not a good answer because I know it's not a healthy habit, but... Well, no, and that's, and, I, and that's the whole point. But of I don't know how to take support or ask for help. I don't, I don't know how to do that. So, well, yeah, I mean, I would understand that. Um, it's was, usually a simple act of, of changing perception, though. Um, yeah. like, like for me, if somebody, it has taken me years to do this, um, and I, and I still practice it because I'm not used to it. But when somebody gives me a gift, mm. I just say, thank you now, instead of being like, oh no, I can't take that. I, I'm not, I'm not worthy. I'm not, I don't deserve that. I'm not, I'm not good enough for that. And that's what goes yeah. in my mind. It's like, okay, why not just be grateful? So, and that's what I started doing was just being like, well, thank you. Or yeah. compliment. It's like, thank you. Instead of, oh, that's, you know just downplay it and I'm, make myself worse look like an ogre yeah for the most part and yeah. people are like well, no it was just a compliment yeah i'm like oh okay i think part of that I has agree, to do but thanks <laughs> i think part of that has to do with there's comfort in being not well there's comfort in being depressed and in a horrible spot especially when that's all you know it's it feels like home in a way so having somebody drag you out of that, it what are you supposed to do? Well, it's almost impossible as the, the farther you get into adulthood. Yeah. Like it's easier when you're kids. And it's harder to, to learn tools as in your adult because oh you my can't. Gosh. Well, then you got to remember everything you're supposed to institute right. when you feel bad. And you're like, well, no, this is my comfort spot. Yeah, this is my my comfy little blanket that I I sleep under all the time, and yeah, now you want to change blankets. It's like, well, yeah, and I I find a way to escape it, to escape my own head. Right, (laughs) it's always in negative ways, ways that only really make it worse. And being so self aware, I know it does, but I'm going to do it anyway. So it's just an addition to the self destruction. Yeah. That's just adding to, that's just proving yourself right. Yeah. That's basically what it is. And that's, I do that often. For like a couple minutes, an hour, however long it lasts, for that little bit of quiet and peace, it can feel worth it short term. It does. Because you can breathe. It's everything just settles for a second. And it's not constant screaming and hell. It's, quiet in your mind yeah, yeah. constantly yeah that's that's very true <laughs> yeah I've, i think uh this the older i've gotten i'm the more emotional i've gotten i've always cried a lot mm-hmm. um and and part of that would i well i think i'm highly empathic so but i think that's from trauma i don't think that's like um natural well i don't i think i was forced to watch the micro micro vibrations of people and how they function how they act how how they um function in society how they treat each other uh you know i learned behaviors too because i don't i don't think i was taught some of the behaviors well at least if if i was i was severely damaged before i learned how to use them yeah well and i think if you grow up in a unstable house if you grow up abused if you grow up you know there's a long list of things right you especially at a really young age you're forced to read people constantly because even if you you didn't know like i didn't know it as a kid i didn't know i was reading people i was always told i was just untrustworthy because you know people have to warm up to me because i just don't trust people right away i have to read them you know and i think that can kind of lean into empathy a little bit where i don't know maybe it doesn't i don't know where I'm well yeah but the empathy is a, a huge part of that and i think that's what happens is like it, and, and this happened to me when i was five and this is part of my story is that you know when i was five i i realized something was wrong with the world 
Yeah. I really, something was, this is not the way it was supposed to be. Like, this is not the design that, that, that was supposed to be in place. Like, you know, why, why choose to come to such a, um, hellish abusive place, um, from, you know, and then if you get recycled, why the fuck would you choose to come back here? Right. It's like, good Lord. Yeah. <laughs> I need intimacy, love, care, all that stuff. Yeah. Something I've never really experienced. Probably something that you've, you're probably more apt to experience it than I am. More what? To feel love, tenderness, affection, care. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, have you, have you ever been in love? Yeah, but the one she doesn't, she's never known. And the other, we just, man, we drove each other nuts. And uh, we brought the best out of each other and the worst out in each other. Um, and she, she touched me on the back of my neck. I mean, I was, um, it's one of the things I love. She just rubbed the back of my neck. And mm-hmm. um, I think a lot of men actually like that. It, it's a sign a of people like that. Well, uh, yeah, probably. But it doesn't, it's, it's only happened once or twice in my life so is that is that love or is that just i don't know i don't know what love is i think i've been in love really i think so it didn't end well but and it was painful and it's hard to be like oh i was in love when that person did so much harm where you don't even want to be like oh that was my first love because the things he did to me were awful but so it's but just better love than you were shown than when you were a kid. That's it. Well, I, I guess it was just a better, all I knew was a better version of you were willing huh? to enter into the abuse at that point. I didn't know. Yeah. Well, you couldn't. What else? Well, that's no. Like how? Yeah. So it's not about being. And that here we'll get on. We'll touch on this. Um, like I don't feel like I'm a victim anymore. Yeah. I am no longer a victim. I haven't been a victim for about four years, mm-hmm. three to three to four years. We'll say that, um, yeah. honestly, to, to be straight honest, I was like, I'm done being that. And that's where joy came into my life. And that's where, um, and then we met probably a year or maybe two after that. Um, yeah. I, 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 going back to the earlier part, I still have a low grade, consistent depression. It's like a constant line mm-hmm. that's always there. Like and, a little buzzing yeah. back here ahead. Uh, yeah, that's always there. And I'm always avoiding going to that pond, basically. Yeah. And, but sometimes I get drawn in, and it's like the enchantment. It's like an Excalibur in the water. <laughs> You're enchanted by the beauty of the water, and you see the sword just below it, but you jump in and you drown. Now, in that story, mm-hmm. I come out with a sword. Right. <laughs> that's the miracle but it's swallowed a lot of souls prior to the with a lot of enchantment prior to that one person got lucky yeah mm. I don't know. so going back to the this portion of it is of the the actual decision uh decision sorry drunken monk is <laughs> starting to get buzzed. It's mine now. There's right. nothing in there. Oh, you! I'll get you some more. I can pause that. Um, it goes back to the logical decision. Can you honestly? Can you honestly say it? What are you? Twenty two, twenty three, twenty three. Almost twenty three. Couple 23. months. Yeah. Oh, maybe I'll fly you out and we'll have a November. Yeah, I should fly you out to Colorado or. <laughs> I was actually, I'm trying to plan a trip to Colorado at some point. So if you're there, well, if I plan I, I'll it. I'll be wherever. I've, I've got, I got a car, you have a car. and a motorcycle. Yeah. So I'm within 12 hours of everything in the West. And that's only one day's drive. Yeah. You drive me out to California? To the Redwoods. I've missed those. Then I'll fly you back home because that's where I die. You want to die in the Redwoods? beautiful it's actually a very neat place yeah like, i've is. never been there that's my number one bucket list in the united states you've never been no so that's that's hopefully it's actually beautiful. my 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 goal yeah is to hit them by november okay <laughs> so maybe we'll work that out yeah i would like to hit them before the snow yeah don't hit them too hard they're old trees oh i'll hit them <laughs> that's some big wood 
for getting that shit on. <laughs> I'm gonna be hugging so much wood. Yeah. <laughs> Some old wood. Old wood. Yeah. Before those motherfuckers burn down because of stupidity from the United Yeah. From the humanity of uh-huh. from just humanity. Oh yeah. So, um <laughs> But no, I, th- I think uh, logic has to have a consistent role and and play in in something like this because you're you're taken away. So the only reason I've come to this point, it's not because I'm done. That's a tough one. Um, I am tired, very very tired. Yeah, tired of fighting. Nothing in life has gone well. Um, for me and and i've been a large contributor to that but, but again i you know i can blame my parents i can blame my society i can blame whatever but <clears throat> i've just literally fucked up yeah self-sabotage well you know it's unknowing because i've always tried to better myself and be better to gain wisdom to gain knowledge to mm-hmm. teach myself um but how you gain Wisdom is through all the crappy shit. Through a lot of adversity, yes. Yeah. It's through a lot of um, suffering. Mm Mm-hmm. And, well, you have too. We've both suffered greatly in this life. Um, And I I think me being 53 and you being almost 23. (laughs) My early 20s. Yeah. You know, I, I could not, I would be in the same position as my pastor on this um because what i would want to do is come alongside you and you know hold your hand and and let you walk on your own and push you and when you fall fall with you Mm -hmm. um and then when you're ready to get back up help you back up and that and that's what i think yeah, I haven't quite unpacked all that. That's well, not, that'll be the beauty of recording all this. Yeah. Um, I could, uh, even sitting here thinking about you and, and talking with you about this. Um, but, you know, I get a little, I'm a little emotional because I know this is a struggle for you. And I know what you have to face is hard coming forth, going forth. Um, the, the story of your life will be difficult if you don't if you don't have someone yeah. to, to walk alongside you and, and talk to you about this because there there's a you know and that's what I've always found with with me throughout the years if I can talk about something I'll generally recognize it and then I can do something about it when I can't talk about it, it turns to anger rage depression uh, self-harm suicidal thoughts uh, self-destruction. You know, like it's it's an implosion yeah. of of many things that happen, and many things fire off. And mm-hmm. so the question is, how do we let somebody stand alongside us, come alongside us? When how does that happen? I don't know. I, I mean, I think... I'm probably the closest that somebody's gotten to you on this subject. You are, yeah. So, and I think a big thing for me is just being willing to have help um well, you, do, you do have to be willing to get muddy yeah you have to be willing to and I, there's something so deeply rooted inside me to be like no i can do i if i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do it myself right well and, and even a- if i know in the back of my head that i can't because i've tried and i just keep falling over and over and over and over and i just Every time it just gets worse and then people leave because yeah. you're like, oh, well, you've changed, but, you know, for the worst. <laughs> uh, Sorry. Uh, no, here's here's what happens is <clears throat> the people are in for the long haul. This is a long haul. This is a lifetime. This is a hard thing to do. Right. Um, like, I think part of it is I know how much that I have done alone my whole life and had to get over things and go through things completely alone. I So, and, and that's the, the funny thing, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, we'll, we'll touch on that because I think that's the important thing and that's where I'm, that's why I'm at where I'm at. And so 
it's hard for, I've been abandoned. I have huge abandonment issues. My parents literally dropped us off and didn't tell us where they were going or when they were coming back. Yeah. And I think that's where, well, I know that's where it started. I'm like, I'm living with my aunt for an undisclosed amount of time at eight years old, seven years old. And now I get to watch my sister get beat with a switch every day um, because she's just, she's different. She's hyper intelligent. My sister is mm-hmm. super stupid. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> she's a fucking dumbass. If she was nurtured, if she was loved, if she was taken care of, if she wasn't beaten, if she wasn't molested, if she wasn't raped, she would have been. And if she wasn't abused by a wicked mom, she would have been an incredible woman. But she turned out to be a piece of shit. She's super, super smart. She's way smarter than I'll ever be. My daughter, my youngest daughter, mm-hmm. who is her daughter, mm-hmm. is smarter than all my kids. And she doesn't work at it at all. Yeah. At all. I mean, she's just hyper intelligent. She have street smarts? No. Thank God. <laughs> Thank God. Because I sure as hell didn't want her to grow up that way. Right. We need people to come alongside us to give us an opportunity. Probably the longest discussion we've ever had. Ever? I don't think so. I think so. I don't. Yeah. Like serious discussion on that subject. We got a little rabbit trail, but not yeah. bad. Uh, Maybe a couple times. But yeah. So do you have an alias? Do you want to call yourself something? Because I don't want to put your name on that. Um, Danny. Danny, I like that. D-A-N-I. Thanks. D- Denny? Danny, D-A-N-I. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was, there's my dyslexia. Dis- dyslexia. Your dyslexia? <laughs> That's okay. I have severe dyslexia. Um, do you have any more questions about... Um, I mean, I got a shit ton of questions. We could do this for fucking hours, but... Um, dying any good ones let's look I had I had chat GPT formulate let's get morbid huh formulate some <laughs> so so I know your method you've told me your method that's this one and that was a certain time too I know but man maybe we shouldn't talk about that I don't really want to talk about that because it's not really okay. encouraging um, no it's not encouraging it's it's enabling almost well kind of maybe not enabling but, it, you know here's the thing worried. it's not like I'm against it right so I just think there's like for me I wish I wish and that's the thing it keeps going back to the same thing for me I think people I think people in general not just people like us I don't want to put us in a category of suicides, but I think people who struggle need others to walk alongside them. And we've gotten so far away from community and help. And now we're so hyper independent that we're yeah. willing to, to, to forgo help Yeah. when we actually need it. And, and that's just on a, on a general scale. It's like, oh, you're down today. Well, how about we bake? How about we bake some cookies today? Mm-hmm. Hey, Danny, what, let's go for a walk. Right. Let's lift your spirits a little bit. Let's spend 20 minutes. Let's. I think, you know, a part of the whole community thing is for people who have, you know, I grew up in a community, right? In the Christian community at church. Right. And I was told that is where my community lies. Right. That's what right. it is. Right, right. And when you have that community completely betray you and do horrible things and then you're told no this is good this is a good community then you kind of have to after getting out of that completely rebuild your idea of what community is and what it means right and you don't really have a good idea no i don't there there is no good idea honestly there isn't it took me um excuse me um so the first time I want to be careful here because I, I, it might not be true. The first time I can think of at this point in my life that I had real friends started about four years ago. Like, yeah, people who actually love me and care for me and accept me for 98% of who I am. This part's very hard. This 2% is very hard for them. But it's, a, it's, it's 85% of my life that they don't know about. Yeah. Because it's it's difficult to to lay that on somebody, and I don't want to put it on somebody. No, 
I, you know, I, I have, all my friends are smarter than I am. And I do that intentionally. When I pick people, I pick people who are intelligent because I need to learn. I don't know how they, I learn from those people. Yeah. I learn their behaviors. Uh, and I'm not just saying like book smart or the mathematicians or anything like that. I'm talking about life smart, like how, how they build families, how they build relationships, mm-hmm. how, what their wisdom is. Um, yeah. They just so happen to be really good at business because I live in an entrepreneurial area. Yeah. Um, so that's that's the caveat to that. But um, some of my smartest friends are not rich, though. They're just really fucking intelligent and they retain information. Um, ah, wow. I just want to rabbit trail in my own mind on that one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, let me let me just kind of read some of the Sure. Do you have a support system or people you can talk to when you're struggling? Uh, no, but I think I kind of did that to myself. I mean, you do. You got me, but in general, just take me out yeah, of the equation. Yeah, I do. Okay, yeah. Um, and you don't even utilize me, so that's, uh, yeah. that's, that's the other thing. You have it. Sorry. <laughs> well, no, let's talk about this. Because you do have the opportunity. I have the opportunity. Yeah. Um... So why not take advantage of that? Um, why not relieve some of that pain, even if it's just for a moment? I think there's even a small sense of fear getting better and getting help. Why? Why I'd... Well, and that's a good question, and that's actually a really good statement. There is a fear of getting better. Yeah. There, And this is the thing with humanity across the board. You touched on something that's very important. Most people don't change. Most people don't change because they fear the unknown of getting better and what they'll have to do to get there. Not and and here's the thing, it may not be better. Yeah. It may not be better. It might just get worse. It might just get worse. Mm-hmm. But yeah. you'll never know unless you try. Yeah. Now I can tell you this, just because it didn't work for me, man, I fucking tried. Yeah. I dug myself out of a lot of fucking holes. Exhausting. Of Trying and trying, and then well, failing, like, failing. And here's the thing: if again, I'll go back to this every time. If you have somebody to walk beside you, yeah, it's not because I didn't have a tenacious demeanor. It's not because I'm Irish as fuck. <laughs> I mean, we fight till we're done. We fight till we're done. That's the Irish way. That's our blood. It was yeah. my father's way. Mm-hmm. It was my uncle's way. You know, I got this honestly. I fight and I fight hard and I give it everything I've got. Yeah. And and I feel like I've given it everything I've got. Like something, mm-hmm. for me, it has to be divine intervention. No, that's not humanly possible to change my mind. Yeah. You got anything else you want to express? <laughs> Tell us to enlighten us with? Um, this was actually really fun for me. This was... Yeah, for me was, too. More awesome. fun than I thought it was going to be for me, actually. Well, I, I didn't know how this was going to go, honestly. I'll be me like, neither. I barely get I've never done... shit out of your mouth anyway. And it's like... I know. You're just like, hey. we went to town on that side. Well, yeah. Well, once you get me started, you can't stop me. That's, well, that's, that's definitely. I mean, we both ran down the rabbit hole, so. Yeah, <laughs> multiple times. <laughs> I mean, okay. half of it was about a bunch of other shit, so. Well, that's all right. It still plays into it. See, you know, and that's yeah. what I was going to tell you that earlier. So a, a big part of what plays into this for me is I see the world for what it is. Mm-hmm. And it's not, a, it's not a negative thing. I feel the pain of it. Yeah. And I see the pain in it. It ties into the empathy, and it doesn't well, have to it be. Well, it does, and and I can't wrap my like. I'll start balling here. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, I will, because I, you know, if I try to, I try to expose myself because I'm so emotional. I try to expose myself to, um, especially handicapped people. I mean, I gotta be careful here. I'll start balling. Um, what do you mean by that word? Um, like I follow. I just started following a girl. She's ten years old. And her and mom. Her mom posts all the time, but she can barely speak. Uh, she's got a, um, she, she's 10, I think I said that. And she's got those uh, walkers, uh, yep. like helper walkers for her arms, cerebral palsy. Mm-hmm. Um, and, it, you know, she is joy. She's like as joyful as she is and as happy as she is. And she'll even tell you she's happy and joyful. And what she likes most is her sticks. And you can see it though. Well, no, it's, it's, why why are why is the world so broken right and sometimes 
you see the most joy in the most broken people who have been handed horrible things to deal with. And I saw that all my life, seeing people who were seven years old and dying. Well, and maybe I can't wrap my head around the fact that I'm fully able. And yet don't even have an ounce of that, this, joy. of that joy that they have. And you sit there and you look at them and you're like, how? Yeah. Right? Like, because yeah, I, and I, I, this goes back to my my hypothesis on this is that when you have somebody walk beside you, mm-hmm. no matter how broken you are, you can thrive and you can be something more than you ever thought you could be. And you can go farther than you ever thought yeah. possible. You just got to find somebody who's going to stay. Which in that... At least for me and in my half of things, it that's the problem is it's not finding somebody, it's finding somebody who will actually stay. Right. And, you know, having severe abandonment issues doesn't help. Well no. Of because, course not. Because, because you there's... automatically assume that they're not going to. And you push them away. And so you push them away. And you do things purposefully, whether you know it or not. Well to and feeling people keep all the good people out and all right. the bad people in. And people who feel will take those hints yeah, and walk away. They'll step back because they want to respect your space. And because, you know, to an extent, you can almost see that in somebody when they're not going to try. Yeah. So why help them? Right. But I see potential. Right. You just don't know how to try yet. That's that's the way I see it. Like, no, I'm not talking about you. I'm just saying that. In general. Yeah. It's, I see your potential. And how do I help you see that, at least a portion of that, so you'll push forward? Yeah. You know, and maybe that's what happened between you and I. Like, I mean, you still struggle, immensely struggle. Sure. And that, and I have mostly accepted that that is never going to go away. But it could. And I think yeah. it can. Yeah. And I think it's perspective. And I think it's... Yeah. I think it has to do with success, and that's why I keep trying to It's hard to when you have doctors telling you the opposite perspective. Yeah, fuck them. Yeah. Fuck them. Yeah. Talk to David Goggins on that one. Mm-hmm. Motherfucker ran a marathon with shin splints. Mm-hmm. And recovered and did it again and again and again. Yeah. It's just, it's mindset mm-hmm. for him. And I think... But we don't... We, you have to make that choice every single day. You can't just make it once. Right. You know? And... Yeah, and that's the hard thing, yeah. especially for people who, uh, you know, his story is very different, but um, Goggins is, but, and he had adversity, and then being black on top of that, I think he he struggled with some things like that, and some racial things, but, and then just, he was overweight, and being fat, and yeah, struggled with that, and worked through that, so, but he experienced success, and then he experienced teamwork. And then he experienced camaraderie mm-hmm. and then he experienced love because of the work he put in and respect. And, and I think that's what it takes a little bit of success. If somebody can walk alongside, show a little bit, encourage people like us to, to succeed mm-hmm. in little ways, we'll continue to succeed despite, and that's what makes us powerful because we have a story to back the success. Right. We have something solidified that says we've overcome the treacherous deficits of life. Right. Without any handouts. Without handouts, but with help. Yeah. And and those people generally sit in the shadows, but they're glad to sit in the shadows to watch you succeed. They're glad to walk, walk alongside you. Mm-hmm. Like, I need no recognition because I love you, because I want something for you. Yeah. And that's the beautiful thing. And we don't have that anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think there's there's a lot of people that I've known. I wouldn't say a lot. I would say a small amount of people that I would have absolutely loved for them to be able to see me get better and succeed. Right. To transition. Right. Yeah. And yeah. And- but when they can't or you know they won't, and you know. I don't know. It's hard. It doesn't make it impossible, but it does make it hard. It does make it hard. And, you know, honestly, that's one of my biggest fears between, because our, because of our relationship and Mm -hmm. our friendship and, and knowing the depths of it is, um, encouraging this very thing for you. 
because I see so much more for you. So it's it's a it's yeah. a double edged sword and it's it's contradictory in nature. Um, people can comment all they want. I don't give a shit. They could fuck off. They don't understand. Yeah. It's this is the hell that we both live in, and there's nothing more that I want to see than for you to find life mm -hmm. in the midst of this adversity. Yeah. And to find it genuinely, not just to put a Band-Aid on shit, but to find life genuinely. And that's, I think that's through joy because joy allows you to experience hardship with a positive outlook. Yeah. So based on that, I would recommend the Book of Joy by Desmond Tutu. and uh, The Book of Joy? Yeah, the Book of Joy. It was <laughs> Desmond Tutu and, and the Dalai Lama. And that was great. That was a great book. They both, both come from very different backgrounds and have the same thing to say. Yeah. Very, very similar. And one's Catholic, one's Buddhist, and I think he's Buddhist. Uh, don't quote me on that. Probably get in trouble if I fuck that up. Yeah. I'll probably get in trouble just because I said I fucked that up. But no. Um, <laughs> what a fantastic book. Um, the other one would be um, Caroline Leaf. She's an English author, uh, neuroscientist. Mm -hmm. uh, switch on your brain. Fantastic book. Yeah. It's about rewiring the things, your thought process, your brain. Uh, Who's it by, that book? Caroline Leaf. Carolina Leaf. Yeah. She's um, she's taken uh, trauma patients, like um, brain injury patients, mm -hmm. and taken them from basically almost a vegetative state to graduating high school and moving on to college and all within a short period of time because it's just the power of the mind. Mm. And that's the beauty of it. But if we if we don't have that consistent coaching, we have no idea what we're capable of. Yeah. And that's the unfortunate thing. So hopefully that's what this creates. Mm.